Um, before we start, <laughs> I need to like figure out how to warn them about the oven. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my house smells great. <laughs> That is actually an excellent introduction. Your house smells great, and My if house um, great. anyone is wondering what's that weird TikTok sound, it's not a bomb or about to explode. <laughs> it is a uh, masala, a chicken, chicken masala, t- chicken masala. Mm. getting ready. Slow cook, slow cooking. Uh, slow cooking. Mm. Um, just like our second conversation, slow cooking about this slow topic. Slow cooking. So yes. we can do it right, you know. Yes, yes, it's something that needs more thought. Less more. anger, more focus. I would say. Yeah, it's yeah. important. It's an important topic, so you don't want to mess it up. The first you know? one was a very amateur therapy session <laughs> <laughs> we'll just throw that tape out <laughs> yeah okay so you and i both have identities that that cause some i want to i don't want to use the word confusion but cause us to i mean let's yeah. be real i've been confused most of my life yeah i'm still confused i'm still confused because uh. <laughs> we're on the we're south african namibian uh, kim is south african i'm namibian i'm also south african but we both have a our history is the color people and for those listeners who are c-o-l-o-u-r-e-d yes not with the one o it's a whole race it's <gasps> a it's a it's a whole race like you people. go to the bank you you full informs you, your identity is colored literally says that on your birth certificate yes says that on your birth and certificate your ID. so in in the context of what we are talking about colored is not racism is not um we refer to ourselves as colored people but also that's not even how we refer to ourselves like that's just what we are that's just what we are yeah yeah exactly different so, histories a very unique makeup of peoples from all over yes specifically uh, mixed yeah did you know fun fact did you know the first uh brown person to be brought to cape town was indonesian Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, I I went down this rabbit hole. Uh, it's actually in the African history art. With this, like a there's an African history website. Uh, it's like an archive yeah. that uh, has a lot of very very interesting things from uh, from the first settlers for the first people like your Vasco da Gama's and your yeah. people and and how they navigated. Anyway, so the first I think I um don't don't quote me on this, mm. but if I remember correctly, it was a shortage of wives. For the settlers, and they brought women over from Indonesia, being like, "If you marry these people, then you won't be looked at as a brown person. You'll be treated as a white person." Yes, and that's how. Like that. So the the mixing that's yeah. part of how the mixing started. And right? also, apparently, the first brown slaves to be brought over, the first brown slaves were mm. from Indonesia. Were too. from in- Indonesia. Yeah. Wow. Which makes sense because I'm telling you something. I don't like it when people are like, "You look like this and you look like this," and because I I am very what do you, what's the word that they use? Racially ambiguous. Racially ambiguous. Same. I'm also, and I'm both yeah. of us are exactly. Uh, most colored people are. To be yeah, fair. honestly. <laughs> I mean, because that's just what we are. We're just ambiguous people. But so to I look like whatever I look like to whomever, and they say, "Oh, uh, are you this?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Am I?" <laughs> you know. Honestly. Um, but I, I tell you, I, I do get frustrated sometimes because I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. But I went to Indonesia. I saw my cousins. I saw my aunties. <laughs> I saw my grandparents. I saw my friends. I called my mom. No jokes. I called my mom. I said, mommy, I found out people. <laughs> <laughs> that you know you talking about that makes me think about like when i was younger people used to say i like not used to like maybe one or two people said you remind me a little bit of like justin timberlake and i didn't see it <laughs> oh no it's an energy thing maybe maybe it's know. an energy thing because well, i did like to maybe dance you had curly hair. Did you have, i did, did you I, blonde? In, my hair was light and 
uh, can be light or dark, and depending. Curly? And extremely and you curly. And do the instinct moves, the pop, pop, pop. Yes, ah, I was very go. much a choreography man. That? Yes, That's very why. much. Um, and uh, you still dance? I still dance. I actually um, practiced like I guess like one minute. You're of a this good dancer. You should one whole video that I just practiced because like I th- I, go, I go to the gym a lot, but I feel like your body should be functional. I love that. I love to dance. It's my favorite. So, we should go to this African dance class. I'll talk to you about ooh, it after. Oh yes. I'll talk to you about. I love this guy. Yes. It's here in Seoul. Okay. After this podcast, I would love to do that. We will talk about um, it. Yeah, but my point was then, and then I have some um, uh, people that I meet, you know, being in Seoul and you meet experts, and then some Americans like assuming that I'm Latin American mm-hmm. and they I have that with a beard. And and then um, I also had someone that uh, my friend, one of my friends from the States, from the South, and she said, you look a little bit like a very light-skinned Will Smith. And I was like, I will take that compliment. And hey, I was like, <laughs> I've been told crazy things that don't, that, listen, stop lying. But also, <laughs> yeah, you can't take it back. You said it. You said it. And what did I, I will, get? And I, oh. and, I, and I took it. Which is obviously rooted in ignorance because it comes from white people most of the time. But like, this white girl, when I was growing up, she was like, you look like Halle Berry. I said, listen, we're going to stop right there. No, I don't. Yeah. Uh, but you said it. So thank you. And you cannot unsay it now. And the same, someone also told me, uh, I look like, and I really don't, but I'm obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. They told me I look like Salma Hayek. And I was like, <laughs> okay. that's a lie. Salma but Hayek. also, uh, I, I'm, I'm into it. you cannot take it back. I can see the Salma Hayek, actually. Mm, to because you. of Because of the your cheekbones? Maybe, but her face is so much sharper than mine. Like her nose is so much sharper. Like yeah. The features are just different, you Speaking know? Speaking of Salma Hayek, there was this video of Lady Gaga being interviewed. Bruh, and her face. And her face is like... Because she was like, oh, Meyer, Meyer's this and... And uh, Lady Gaga's I like... I did the stellar act She's like name-dropping her acting... No, it's a very... um, It's like... I will explain... I'm also not going to go into it now. I'll explain it to you after. Okay. I'll explain why but it was so funny. Wasn't she name-dropping, though? I'll explain why it's funny. Okay. But after this. So, anyway. So, yeah, yeah. The, people are always saying to brown people that they look like other brown people. Yeah. And, and it's just kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I get it. But also, like, whatever, cool. Brown people, just like Asian people, are not a monolith. Like, we're all, like if I look at my family, <laughs> yeah. it is a spectrum. Like I told you before, my grandfather, a full-on black man. My grandmother, you know, a full-on, like, mm. presenting extremely you know, white. We, we are not exempt, hey? We are not exempt. No, because... because I I've cringed inwardly when, uh, you know, introducing Asian friends to people and going, oh, you know, you look like you look like yeah. Lucy Liu. Stop, stop just stop. Yeah. No, Come no. on. Actually, I've had the discussion with my friend Winsome. She was on the show too, and she was like, I really don't like saying Koreans this, Koreans that, because it's actually no different than saying black people this. And no, it's not. That. It's no different. So so like um. Uh, yeah, we we are like champions of like race. I mean uh, equality, but th- at the same time we're using language like that. So to, mm, I hear that and mm-hmm. I agree with that. But I also think that when when we refer to Koreans, we're also referring to a very homogenous culture. Yes, um, that's very not true. Not necessarily so, just like the like the race of Korean people. Yeah, I don't think. Whereas like because as we were saying earlier on black culture so black culture is whatever it is wherever it's from and it's yeah. from many different places many right different, yeah so you can't just be like black culture what culture what country Where, what what are you african about? culture who are you what are you talking about african about? culture african-american culture yeah is it a black afro afro latina culture like what are you talking also, about what is african culture because there are how many countries the, in africa exactly there are two thousand so languages in africa like, saying black culture is like weird because you have to be like more specific right right like what what are you talking about mm. but like Korean culture is Korean. Is very sp- is and there's Korea. one language. So when people say Koreans, I understand it as Korean culture. Yes. 
things that, that are frustrating to to people who are not part of that culture. Yes, who don't understand the understand. who don't come from a homogenous society. And, we I don't mean, know that. And sometimes, yes, people say some really messed up things, and it is very racist. Yeah, but most people don't. I don't think they mean like. Which okay, so um, it. before we get into the topic, which I which this is also yeah, what I'm about to 100%. say is very like goes into what we want to talk about representation. But what I want to say and like starting with this is like a friend of mine. And something I also believed and also followed was said that like, yeah, you can have a disagreement or you can have a, an argument or you can talk with people, but you have to look, maybe they upset you, whatever happens, but look at what their intent was. Look at someone's intent. And I'm like, later in my life, then after a while I realized, okay, so if someone is, says something that's fucked up, but they but what they say their intent was this, but actually go further, okay? Go a step ahead and say, look at your intent, but what was your impact? No, now you're going to make me angry again. Oh, sorry. we're going to talk about intent. Listen, the what road was your to impact? hell was paid if, For me, if your impact and your intent are not correlated, that means your intent was dishonest to start with. For me. That is true, but also, again, like, a lot of the problems that we have are certain groups of people, I won't say who. Yes, let's um, be politically... Certain certain <laughs> groups of people um, who who often harm with callous use of language Yes. or actions, and then their apologies are, yeah, but that wasn't my intention. Here's the thing. If you do not educate yourself about... Uh, uh, certain things and you try to have conversations with, with certain people that are different to you and you do not educate yourself and you say things without the without the intention of being malicious meanwhile being malicious and harmful saying that that was not my intent does not excuse you from what you've done it, it doesn't excuse you but and and saying that to someone especially someone who say for example you're not a minority and that person is is Saying like, oh yeah, but I didn't mean it like that, so I'm sorry that you took it that way. That is, that is, that is, that is unacceptable. First of all, that's a fake apology. It's, it's a not a real, but also you're it's gaslighting. You're not valid. That's gaslighting. Your opinion is like that is not a valid way to interact Chris, with someone. Yeah, so you, so you're telling that person that oh, the way that you're feeling, feeling that's about your fault. I, that's your and it's I your didn't say problem anything because my intention because I didn't mean was, this. That is, it's unacceptable and honestly, like. Uh, it takes the people in privilege in positions of privilege need to understand that that's not an excuse yeah. and if you want to engage in meaningful uh, uplifting conversations then you then there's a certain amount of research that needs to be done before you can just you can't just gung-ho in there and be like well my opinion matters because I'm a person so I matter and therefore like um, if you took it that way well my bad so it wasn't my intention no yeah. that's not okay you're that's not okay you're centering yourself in the conversation you're centering your own emotions in the conversation but you're also not recognizing your that, privilege in this exactly. conversation. Yeah. And that's so important. Like, you have to be able to do that. They put the onus on you for being offended and not on right. themselves for right. saying the words. So let's use me as, as an example, as in a position of privilege, right? Yes. I'm a straight woman. There we go. For, for now, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a straight woman. I love it. Um, and 99% of the people that... I'm surrounded with are queer, mm. right? Somewhere on the queer spectrum. Somewhere on the spectrum. My friends constantly teach me things every day unintentionally. But there's times when I, I can speak and there's times when I just should listen. Mm. And every so often I put my foot in it because, you know, I don't know yeah. certain things. But when they explain to me, I don't argue and be like, yeah, but this, this. No, like, listen, like, just this is listen. not your place Yes. to say 
things, especially if you're the people surrounding you are saying, "Well, this is you can't really say stuff like that," you know, because yeah. of X, Y, and Z. Don't argue it. And and I think you know that again, everything we're saying ties beautifully into our topic of representation because that the reason that they don't understand that is because there hasn't been representation. They haven't been educated on these. And things. I was about to say again with representation, this whole like when you introduce friends and family back home to like your Asian friends, and they're like, "Oh, you know, you look like Lucy Liu." It's so sad that that's the only person you can think of. It's so sad. How is that honestly, the only successful female Asian? I'm saying Asian because again, like you've got all different, you know, within Asia, Asian countries. You've yes. got Filipino women. You've got a Japanese, Chinese, Korean, uh, uh, Thai, Vietnamese. The whole, the whole spectrum. The whole Asian, Mongolian, East Asian um, yeah, situation from North Asia to like very South. Southeast Asia, you know, and and the person that you think that all like. Every time we introduce you to an Asian friend, they look like Lucy Liu. Of Lucy Liu because she was prominent in a in a movie that's more like well, white people. <laughs> well, no, she's in a Hollywood actress. You know? Yeah, she's and a Hollywood actress. A yeah, but more... her name became popular in Charlotte's Angels, and, right? Yeah, right. Well, no, before that, to me. Mm, to you, yeah, yeah. See, to you, <laughs> to me, a film person. But for most, for most people, it was mm. Charlie's Angels. Yeah. yeah. Um. But even so, it's just like oh, and Michelle Yeoh because she's the best. That lady is just the best. But, but even so, like. Michelle Yeoh, like, if you follow her career, then yes, you know that she's the OG. Mm. But even she, her name only started forming in people's mouths in the last decade or so. And I'm not going to speak for everyone because I know there are a lot of people like me who do follow her career. And she is a legend. Like, let's not lie. An icon, really. But completely. But talk to the youth of today. When oh, did yeah. they hear of her? They, they don't. In Crouching, like, Crouching Tiger, Tiger for he, our gen. There we go. And then for the, the younger youth, it's what? Shang-Chi, you know, <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians. Like, her career is, like, so much more expensive than that. Mm. But we just don't know. We, yeah. But, 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 no. Everybody knows Emma Stone. Everybody knows Jennifer Lawrence. Everybody knows... Everybody and, knows and, you know, it's just, like, we need more. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, these people get uh, chosen. I mean... Uh, the the Emma Stones of the world, the they just get chosen because well they they are the well there's just there's just a, a, a lot yes there's just a there's lot there's a lot there's of a lot the yes. ki- this kind of people yes <laughs> there's a lot of Emma yeah. Stones Jennifer Lawrence's there's a lot of Benedict Cumberbatch's a lot of you know Robert Downey you, you Jr. Got your, you've ben got Aff- your pick you've got your pick of of actors right yes. um, and you know there are a lot of actors of color too but. It's taken a really long time for actors of color to be represented properly. Yes, and and that's the that's the, what I want to get into is like being a little kid, and being colored, and then also different, and then later discovering oh I'm bisexual, gay, whatever you want to call it. Um, then like on the spectrum, re- on the <laughs> spectrum, but then also never seeing yourself on screen. Oh, and I terrible. love that kind of stuff. You know, I love the. Why do I have to be scary spice? Don't uh, tell me that. <laughs> or like. <laughs> For me, like like the simple thing about like like uh, playing video games, and then the reason I chose the female character always is because I saw the way women are treated in society, and then I was told my whole life that I'm feminine, and so I was like, well, what the fuck? I, you know, I'll I'll do the 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 um, the female character because mm. that's what I identify with is someone that is being suppressed, but someone that's standing up and kicking ass. So mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. there's these little nuances to representation mm-hmm. that that goes so deep. Oh yeah, 100%. and then I think about. If I had like the same kind of, you know, like Little Nas X being so, oh, so just I fabulous. I love with, him so much. <laughs> doing everything that straight men and that women get and to do on And that black men are not supposed to do. And that yes. young gay men are not supposed, supposed to do. And to just do. being like, you know what, I'm just going to do what I want to do. 
and and you must just accept just it. imagine the people that can see that oh, and see him being celebrated yes see there are some people that hate it but see him people being celebrated what does that do for your confidence in school <laughs> what does that do for your your the cats in the bag <laughs> literally the cat is in my bag <laughs> <laughs> um yeah what does that do for your confidence i never had that i never had that representation no need so yeah. Me neither. And like, this, this goes back to what we were saying earlier about Encanto. Um, you, have oh, you yeah, seen yeah, that yeah. viral thread of all those little young boys who look like Antonio? Yes. How is such a great representation how of they're him. like smiling. These little, little boys are like, look, I'm on TV, you know? Yeah. There's like a whole thread of these. It was so heartwarming to me. Um, just because I, again, we never had that one. What did I get? I got a choice between Pocahontas and Jasmine. And, and, and also, and then those stories were also misrepresented. Oh my gosh. You know what like, I mean? So, uh, like, make up your mind. Where, where did you come at, from? At least Ale- Aladdin was an all, the cast of the, the, the it was an all, um, mixed uh, Arabic, what is it called? Yes. Yeah, but here's the thing. Arabic. Nobody ever talks about where they're actually from. Oh, no. Nobody knows. Well, just like, just the song, the introduction, Arabia it's, Nights. It's this fantastical <laughs> place that we think is India, but it might also be the Middle East. Yeah. But it's just kind of what some, <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny here, but it's true. Some old white man was just like, you know what? This is what I think this is. So, bam. <laughs> Um, yeah, those decisions, yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 you're telling the truth. Those decisions were made by those and then, people. And when we're young, we're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Not realizing how that's actually shaping how. Yeah. And so our... we're like, we're recounting experiences of like what, what representation was like for us. And, mm. um, there's one, and I know you're not a big fan, but there's, uh, when I heard the Brown Skin Girl song by Beyonce and it says Brown Skin Girl. What do you mean? I'm a big Beyonce fan. <laughs> I don't know what she's saying. I um, don't know. Just cause I'm a, just, just cause I love her doesn't mean she's beyond reproach. Oh no, she's not beyond reproach. Mm. Not at all. Um, but I'm part of the hive, so for me, yeah, she's no, not. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not part of the but, hive. So the point Critical. is that the song goes like, brown skin girl, your skin just like pearls, you're the best thing in the world, I won't ever trade you for anyone else. And that made me immediately think of like, when my mother was young and she was being called ugly because she had this, she's this light skin, but this big nose, right? And her hair was, you know, a, kink, a kinky hair. It was very difficult for her to manage her hair. And her, like, the adults around her called her ugly. Her brothers and sisters called her ugly. Like, and so she never had someone as a girl, as a young woman, tell you that you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And to have this song say it in the very plain and simple way mm-hmm. made me deeply emotional mm-hmm. and also put a lot of inspiration in my soul, mm-hmm. thinking that, yes, that's true. Brown people don't get celebrated for their beauty enough. Mm-hmm. And... um it's 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 a it's a bitter not a bittersweet it's a sad sad story we've spoken about this before of how when they are celebrated it's when their features are more caucasian not caucasians to say white yeah when their features are uh, petite and generally white features actually yes and then the flip side of that is when it's acceptable for a whiter audience then the big butt, the Brazilian butt lift comes in. When it's acceptable, the beauty yes. standard, you know. Same with so the cornrows. When the lips. Same with the big lips. That, and when Angelina Jolie then made the it lip a thing. Injections. Then it's a thing. Or when Kim Kardashian, the, and, you know, made the big butt. Oh, a yeah. Thing. Those black fishing people. Then yes. It's, <laughs> then it's okay. And it, it's not okay on so it's, many levels. 
And so it's so frustrating to like see. We can literally go to get know fired because of the hair as styles a child, that we choose. Yeah, sorry, I was saying sorry earlier that, oh, yes, that's so true. So um, as a child that I was like teased for having big lips. And now my my lip, my luscious lips like, are. Oh, your lips are so luscious. Yes. And like, what did you just say now? Uh, um, a lot of oh, uh, peop- uh, black people and For having people braids at your workplace. Can, you know, braids is how people with uh, like 4A, B, C hair types, mm. uh, three, like 3C hair type sometimes um just like generally more curly and kinky hair we like people need to protect their hair those Mm. styles are literally protective styles they are literally to preserve your hair for as long as possible to take care of your hair it's 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 also uh, steeped in like culture Culture. you know like don't tell people how they like do you, don't tell us that we have to have white people hair just to like exist and that having non-white people hair is unprofessional. Yeah. That is that is so Do you ooh, that upsets Remember me. the story about in South Africa where there was a slight little protest at school where this girl yes. had a neat afro, right? Yes, she looked stunning. She had a most the healthiest she had, an Ellis she had a band headband on. on. Here we go. Um and they told her they what they do they suspended her? They wa- like yeah, that. and because she refused because to... she refused because her hair was neat. It was just she in looked an afro. amazing, and her yeah, thank good her mom like took them out. But hey? we had this discussion. <laughs> two South African white South African men that I hung out with in the town that I was in, um, because there were no other foreigners, honestly. And so I was with, and then um, the one guy he comes from a teaching background in South Africa, and then he said like like everyone's supposed to have their hair neat. Um, why do they always have to make it about race? Now, wait, ooh, before you go off, before we get angry, he he didn't know or forgot who I was or he hadn't found out who I was, okay? He don't know the type of person that I am the, and that I'm a color despite this light skin. Maybe it's the light skin that confused them. Maybe it's the... That, oh, that maybe put they their just don't down. see color. Maybe, yeah, maybe they don't maybe see they color. Maybe they don't see color. And I remember going into blind rage of like, what the hell are you talking about? Of course it's about race. And by the end of the conversation, he was backed in a corner and I was like pointing at his face. And my no, friend, it's bad. the other guy had to cut. I don't know what I said. All I know is that... <laughs> you blanked out of the rage. I blacked like, No, <laughs> and this was the sec- second time that's happened too. Because there was this this American guy at, it's infuriating. at my school that I worked at, the Hagwan. And he, we're walking home and, and it's like two weeks and I'm training him. I told him, you have to at least try to connect with the kids or try to learn their names because he didn't learn any of the names. He said, yeah, they all look the same. I, I don't know what their names <gasps> are. This is a man that's been in the country for 10 years. Oh. And you, he was like 42. Why you always make me angry? I'm so sorry. But <laughs> I also, this tall man that I immediately went off out oh, of a rage. No. Oh my goodness. And he was so scared oh, of I me. Just- I did a I did a bad thing the other day and I read the comments on News Twenty Four. This is a situation, okay. Uh, I had to roll my eyes because some white lady was like, "Again, you with the race card, all lives matter." And I was like, "Oh, oh, oh South Africans." Oh, oh. Uh. But anyway, <laughs> um, it was just something that had happened and like someone should not have comment. They weren't wrong in their commentary. Yeah. But they, it was just a little bit inappropriate. So mm. someone passed away. So like, it was this girl. I don't know if you heard about it. This uh, no. this young white girl, very pretty girl. Uh, she just graduated from a trick and she was partying at Tin Roof as we do. And she was involved in a hit and run. Oh no. And she passed away. It was very, very sad. And you know, people, most of the comments on the thing were, um, you know, condolences to family. It just happened. Yeah. And someone was like, uh, someone was like, okay, but, 
if this was a black girl or a colored girl, none of this would be like they would not have found the person so fast. They would not have looked into it okay. as thoroughly. They would not have. And here's the thing: they're not wrong, but this was not the right place. That wasn't to say the moment it. for you to say. No, it, it wasn't. Yeah. And like even the article itself was commemorating this young girl. It's her. Like that's I like I draw the line. Like be respectful. Mm. Her family just lost her. Like, yeah. Again, you're not wrong, but this article wasn't even talking about the the greater sort of context. She, she's not wrong. She's absolutely right. It's just, it's the just, person that said you that. Should yeah. not have, she just should not have said it. Like, it was inappropriate. It's uncouth, like, yeah. And it's, un- yeah, it's uncouth. And it's just uncalled for also. Like, yes, we know. We know. And I understand the frustration. I understand. I do understand the frustration, though, because I've I've said similar things um, recently, even. I'm not even going to lie about this. Um, <laughs> I got upset, and I said it to these white girls in the pocket, and they just kind of looked at me. Um, but when that... I say that all the time. It was in a trivia, uh, and this one, they were, like, asking us about this one white girl went missing in America, and she became another, like, Madeline McCann for a hot second. And a trivia question was, like, what was she holding in the last picture that anyone's ever seen? Her privilege. And I, <laughs> Hey. And I looked at, I mean, I looked, I looked at it, and I said to myself, in the last year alone, African-American women, because now we're talking about America specifically. This is American girl. African-American women have been murdered in their homes by the police. African-American girls have gone missing by the dozen. Native, Native American, American girls are, co- like, the Native American community is constantly struggling to find their missing girls and people are not looking. They don't care. They don't give a... F- the police fl- don't so give a I'm flying I'm sorry, fuck. do you want me to care about this random white girl that's now making every single... Not only just Whom American you can find news, another version of her in Starbucks. In, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know what? Like, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Come on. It's Honestly. 2021. Don't do this. Honestly. No, I said to them, I said, Alami was just looking at me. He was like, girl, what are you saying? But I said what I said. And I said it with my chest. I said, okay, to the white people in the bar, you feel for her then. You feel sympathy for her. You can give her your thoughts and prayers. But you know where my thoughts and prayers are going? My thoughts and prayers are going to the African-American women and the Native American women. To the thousands women. of women. Thousands and who thousands. have who just don't a even, slight bit of color. fall off the, 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 the radar because no one can be bothered to look for them. The media can't be bothered to print about them. Because that's just is what happens to people like us. So... You know what? That's mm. where I'm gonna put my yeah. thoughts and prayers. Like that, I'm, and this, I said what I said, and I mean what I said. I'm not going to, to, to talk about this girl yeah. or to hype this girl up yeah. or to have conversations around the disappearance of this one person because I'm too busy sending my thoughts and prayers out and uh, helping other women who don't even get one line in a newspaper. But and if they do, their uh, supposed uh, criminal record comes first and their uh history and their ethnicity and all the things to tell us why their we shouldn't care background. why we shouldn't care yeah before they're missing yep. and that's if we even get print if so you know i mean i'm, I'm not american i say we as a brown woman but, but that um, happens in south africa just, just as much the, as yeah, that happens in like, the states and exactly the same thing happens in south africa so i i i and the sad I, thing is it's busy happening now somewhere, either in South Africa yeah. or um, in... Some, it's always happening. It's always happening. And it's just like, I get it, I do, and I'm not, like, I'm not unsympathetic, but unfortunately, you're going to have to take some... You're going to have I'm not putting my focus on that. Yeah. I'm focusing on all the unknowns here. And, and it's important for us to to talk about these kind we of stories. We must. And, and, you know, get emotional a little bit and get angry a little bit. And because... It's heartbreaking we're every time. Angry. We're always angry, and that anger and that anger doesn't come from just you and I having this discussion. No, we're, it comes from it our entire life and our parents' lives, as I've spoken about generation generational trauma on the show. But 
isn't it so ridiculous that it's literally because of the color of your skin? Like, we're so advanced as a, res- uh, uh, as a race of, of humans, but yet we still can't understand the fact that some people have more melanin in their skin than other people. Like, um, I've been thinking about this for at least 30 years of my life. Honestly. Where I've just been, and I'm only like 32, so you can imagine. I've just, it's always, it's always... I'm like there must be something more, right? There's some. There must be there something must be more something to else. this. There must be. We can't. Else. We haven't been able to get over this for as long as I even, you know, going back all the the, the years in history, we still can't get over the scientific fact that some people have more melanin. Than yeah, and know. and when you whenever we speak about this kind of thing, I feel a very deep shame. Honestly, I've never said this for being light skinned, because I've but had. Oh, you, you are. I am who I am. No, but but I've had coming from a society where I didn't have the privilege regardless of the slight skin and then being told by by the the dominating American um, a platform of racial race relations that I'm white passing that's true but here's the thing I don't like the word ashamed because you can't it's your skin I don't yeah. think anyone should ever be ashamed of the skin they're in no matter what you are no matter what race you are no matter what color you are mm-hmm. uh, no matter where on the light dark spectrum you are no one should be no one should be made to feel ashamed in their own skin however we can just accept there are certain I'm light skinned too we can accept that there are certain privileges to being light skinned and there make are. sure that you don't you don't run around waving your privilege flaunting and it flaunting, everywhere not just flaunting it just like Being um a- using your privilege in a negative way or come or pretending that it's not there yes because how many times have you heard a straight a certain uh a white man say in korea that yeah they know that asian women will love them because they're white or 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 or, or a measure of that but how many wrong? i'm just how, how many <laughs> how many but no, honestly but how many older um, older white men oh, whom I know so that their wives oh. are at least 8 to 10 years younger than them <laughs> in Korea oh. and you know that when you go on their search history there's something about an Asian fetish there oh. okay that is like an archetype archetype of a person that comes to this country yeah and it's frustrating to see this around you yeah. And want to be able to do something, but the best we can do is talk to people who know what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so it's those kind of stories for me are both very, very sad. But then I also have like these moments of like just like I want to say bitter sweetness, but more sweet than bitter. When I remember my mom telling us a story about how she would be in a supermarket or somewhere. I forget the details, so mm-hmm. um, I'm saying this with a like preface this with knowing that that I don't know the exact details. Um, and um, she said that maybe it was a, a store, supermarket she was in. And uh, when my sister was very young, she my sister got like a very strong part of the German gene. So she had like, gr- she has a green eyes, grayish when she was younger and blonde looking like very light brown hair. So blonde looking when she was um, born mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, when she was young. And um, this white lady came up to my mom and said that my mom abducted this little girl. Oh yeah, that happened to my aunt. Honey. So, to see my sister now, having full-on growing her dreadlocks, being this light-skinned, colored, beautiful woman with beautiful eyes, and to see her working in a company that is still, in 2022, the management is all white. She's the first colored woman to be part of management recently. So, it's a great congratulatory, like, elation-filled, like, time for me. 
and to see I why representation matters. It does matter so much. I really hope that 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 that's okay on her mental health. <laughs> it's not. She had a tough time, I mean, and my mom I helped her navigate as much as she could. Oh, it's not done. She's now that she's in that position. It's gonna go even more. <laughs> the cats are playing. It's cute. Mortal Kombat. Um, so yeah, we're talking about why representation matters. So I want to know from you, why does it matter for you? It matters for a lot of reasons. Like, uh, you know, personally, growing up, I always wanted to be an actor. Right? Yeah. Now I am. But back when I was younger, it just, I hated not being able to see myself in uh, on TV or in shows and also not being able to relate to any character personally, I'd or have to find only halfway or halfway. I'd have to find similarities of just being a woman, right? Mm. But then, even if no one's actively telling you like you can't do this because you don't look a certain way, it sort of subconsciously gets ingrained in 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 you. It does, right? It like, works on your I, psyche. I can't be in this because I don't look this way, or I can't be this because I don't look this way, or like. You know, because you, everything you're seeing is so white-centric. Hollywood is, you know, growing up, most still of Hollywood is still white-centric. I mean, they are making changes yeah. slowly, but, you know, things are happening. With Gen Z, it's happening a lot, lot faster, faster than Because they're like, we're not taking this shit. But I'm thinking shit. of all the movies that... I, and again, film and film is also very important to me, as mm. you know. Uh, I grew up with it being a huge part of my life. Mm. I pre- also preferred books because I could decide what characters looked like. Me too. Um Whereas, like a lot of the TV, what did we, what did we grow up with? Dawson's Creek, Buffy the Vampire Dark Slayer, um, Gilmore Girls, Gilmore Girls, like all these things that we grew up watching. All of the characters of color are always so poorly stereotyped. They're the, the best friend. They're the uh, they're the sassy gay, the sassy gay. They're the 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 black lady with all the attitude or the black man with the attitude, or they're the best. I guess they're the best friend already, or they're like yeah, they're just. Others, they're all, othered. They're, they're all these othered. secondary, secondary characters, parts of society, right? Like they're not main characters, mo- mostly. With the stuff that we grew they up, they never watching, have any real problems. They never have any character. They just arcs take white people's shit. Valuable, yeah. They're just like happy to be included, and yeah. it's like, mm, I kind of always grew up feeling that I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do sci-fi things mm. or, you know, Shakespeare things when it literally in the text says. Fair is equal to beautiful. They use fair as a synonym for beautiful. Yep. Right? Which, I mean, it was Shakespeare. It was in the 1600s. We get it. But that's why I love doing Shakespeare because it's just, I just love being all the things, mm. you know? Mm. Everything that women are not, like, supposed to like. Women uh, of supposed color, to like women because of... of the standard of men. Well, yeah, but also just, like, not being able to. I mean, even watching what sci fi did I watch? Star Trek? Mm. Star Wars? The only black person in Star Wars was Lando. And this was back when I was young. Not yeah. like this new Star Wars. I'm talking about like... I'm talking about like, you know, the original. The original, the original Star the, Wars. The, like, for the ones that like from the 80s. <laughs> there's one black man in Star in Star Trek. I mean, I'm not really a Trekkie. So and when that universe, that. by definition, is an extremely like, multi-universe, like I racial mean, like, universe. What is happening? You know, like, come come on. Yeah. So representation matters because we we grew up in a world but where we, didn't we were even overlooked. Think about that. Like it was always so subconscious. Like watching, like th- I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah. All the things that I watched, we were just so sidelined. Sidelined. Yes, exactly. And I know. I'm, I I did think I must have thought about it subconsciously because it's you know it's it's sort of I just say not navigated. It's um, 
it's uh, assisted everything yes. that I've ever done in my life. Yes. With regards to shows or choices that I've made with characters or even creating the collective, you know, it was done very intentionally. It was done so that people of color and queer people could have a safe space within which to express themselves. And we are the main characters. We're not sidelining mm. characters here. And if it ever at all seems that we've done a production where a character of color seems sidelined, you're reading it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you don't you, get you it. Don't, you like don't you're not getting it. You're not understanding yeah. the, how things have been subverted. Yes. Right. And so I just thought it was really important to create a group uh, of um, performers and producers and directors who not only are telling our own stories um, for us by us, like Solange says. Mm. Speaking of Beyonce, I'm, I must say, Solange is my girl. I love both I equally. do too. I, I do too. Equally. But if I have to say that Solange is like, for me, um, mm. love Beyonce. Don't get me wrong. I've been listening to Beyonce since Runnings on the Wall. The Runnings on the Wall, yeah. I can probably sing all the songs of my heart. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to Solange so since her had, first poppy stuff Right. So we've had long journeys with these artists. Yeah. But Solange, I love A Seat at the Table. Oh, that is one of the best albums of all time. Yeah. And it was it honestly it is. literally also uh, produced by Raphael Sadiq, who is mm. literally one of the best producers of all time. Um. And she and has a song. let's not talk about the high art visual she gave Ey, us. Oh, ooh, that whole thing but, was just perfection. But she has a song called For, For Us, us by, by Us. us. Right. Yes. And that is pretty much what we want. Mm. For Us, By Us. Because how you're represented is so important too. You know? It's not just about being there. Mm. Which it's, is where, which is, you can segue into tokenism then. Yeah, you right? can say, yeah exactly. people are like, oh, crap. We got to have a black person or else just this looks racist. So let's just put a black person in there with no other purpose other than the fact that they're black yeah. or brown or Asian or whatever the case may be. Right. So the way you're represented in the media is so important. It's so important for people of color to have or, and queer people to have actual story arcs and yes. actual character development. Which is why, like, again, I'm referencing this to the stories that my mom told, but, like, when I asked her, like, what was her dream growing up? And she said she never had a dream. And and looking back at that, I realized it's because she never saw herself uh, as the head of a company because it's not in the media for you. You don't... It's only when, like, Oprah Winfrey does it, right, right. But she, but she's the one exception. She's the one exception. And then everyone's like, do you see? You could be successful because Oprah did it. And it's yeah. just kind of like... Because Barack Obama. But also, because Beyonce, there are two, because three people. Like, they, what about the bulk of the people? Yeah. We're having one, and I always say this. I always, always say this. I said, having one queer person or person of color in a team of 15 does not diversity make. It doesn't. Having one brown actor in a full cast of white actors does not, not diversity make. Because, honey, even a broke clock is correct two times a day. Hey. Okay? Hey. <laughs> listen. Listen. People need to think, like, you You gotta think, yo. Like, that is not, that that does not make you mixed. It doesn't make It does not mixed. make, it does not make you fair having one or two, uh, Minor, minor. I say minorities in uh, mm. inverted commas because I'm African. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not a minority. minority yeah. As a as a as a person with melanin, I'm not exactly a minority. We are we are marginalized. We are we are not... economically my economic minorities. Yes, economic and marginalized minorities. peoples. Yes, but in terms of like, you know, and I know in the states it's, it's mostly white people. So when they say minorities, they just mean that just because there's more white people there, yeah, right? Exactly. And then also it ties into like economic and all those yeah. other things. But they're the power because they exist mostly. They you know? exist, yes. Whereas more in South Africa, like 
Not white people do not exist. Mostly. No, they just exist economically, and they, and economically mostly. And they still have most of the land. Economically mostly. Yes, economically that's what I mean. Mostly, economically yes. mostly, but in terms of like actual numbers, nah. Nah, not not really. <laughs> no, it's a very sorry, love. Country. As um, a melanated, po- I mean, technically speaking, we actually are minorities, you and I, because colored people are the smallest amount of. Uh, people in South Africa. In South Africa, yeah. and also then the 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 term "colored" only existing in Namibia and and, and South yeah, Africa. Yeah, it's only it only uh, pertains to like this really tiny, tiny, very tiny. So we of, are extremely. We're literally the we speaking as South Africans are literally the minority. Yeah. But speaking as people of color in South Africa, we're we're not in the majority. We're in the majority. Yes, yes, yes. definitely. And also, when it comes to fighting apartheid, we go under the black banner, so we can all you know. We yeah, brethren. We, we were the we go under the black banner. We to for power for for strength. Yes, for strength, yes. And oh, definitely. ending oppression for all of us, you know, and also recognizing that, you know, the colorism in apartheid was terrible. So the way that they segregated us and the way that they split privileges, we got lighter skinned people got way more privilege. Yeah. Colored people got way more privilege than black people, you know, um, which is, ah, uh, oh, apartheid was so messed up. I mean, I remember Ugh. having like knowing, um, like the way colorism becomes then part of the color colored community and you and 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 mothers not wanting their babies to be like darker skin color or the hair or the hair my, if my they had grandfather the long hair, cried they would, oh. when i was born because i didn't have kinky hair and i was like i was so appalled when i heard that story i was like that's that's messed up and and how like a, a colored woman with long hair like a, or a lighter a, a, like skin lighter skin colored woman just, with non kinky hair it's so and it's harmful. luscious and long it's and so how they're harmful. celebrated how is that better how how why literally how is it better because you're just so used to seeing it on the tv no i'm that's not why. i'm not about it because it brings you closer to whiteness which <laughs> I, is, it brings you closer to your proximity to whiteness that's yeah, what it's about that is true i just oh it, it rubs it, me so it kind of kind of reminds me of when i i had this conversation you know joe rogan is like his i never liked him because i clocked that i'm too smart okay i'm going to say this <laughs> i clocked that man from the beginning everybody did even in fear factor he would no, always make like I have a friend. weird comments i have a friend canadian and um haitian Nice. A a beautiful, muscular beast of a black man. <laughs> But he loves Joe Rogan. He says Joe Rogan is not racist. I mean, I got a friend who is Latina, half Mexican, half Colombian, and her brother bro- voted for Trump. So, so I'm, mm, I don't go. know what to tell you. Joe Rogan is not racist, not problematic. That man is... I, I, how do I put this? Why are you trying um, to make me angry again? Oh, I'm sorry. No, You're constantly my, trying to make me my, angry. My, 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 my point was, I'm so sorry. <laughs> my point was, is that proximity uh-huh. to blackness mm-hmm. doesn't make you any less racist no having, it doesn't having a a, a a a a korean wife if you're a white man doesn't make you any less well, racist. well it's the same with people who have black husbands like white women with black husbands or white men or with, with black wives it's like just because you're i actually saw this the other day it's like just because you're related to someone of color or you're married to someone of color or you you know have friends of the uh, people of color Especially does that not make you not racist yeah because honestly The slave masters slept or raped I mean, the slave women. How do you think women. we got here, how, This is how we exist. <laughs> how do you think we got here? That mentality is how yeah. we exist. So proximity. So I had to explain to him that just because he has black people on his show or he has black friends doesn't make him any less Listen, racist than he is. Like that Broadway show said, everyone's a little bit racist sometimes, and it's true. Oh yeah, we are all because we we you know we uh, we have our. We have the society beating down on us constantly, telling us how to think from a very young age, especially us. 
Especially oh. us born in apartheid. I was about to tell you. Yes, continue. Um, we are told certain things as a young, like as a young colored people, you're constantly trying to get away from your, your close, your, your proximity to blackness and, and clo- as close as possible to your proximity to whiteness, just be or to whiteness. Because society uh, treats because you better. Not only does society treat you better, it, it tells you that it values you, but mm-hmm. also because apartheid put very harmful laws in place. Telling people for almost over 50 years that this was wrong and that this was right. Mm. Right? And it's like even, and you know, back then, even in the early 90s, people weren't going around actively decolonizing their brain. South Africa kind of went this weird way where they were like, okay, apartheid's finished, nobody's racist, and now we're going to rainbow nation and we're going to move on. Without actually doing any of the work in becoming a rainbow nation or any sort of, there was no, there was no, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, community counseling for everyone there was, involved yeah. to try to actually move forward from this, you know. Yeah. Um, and no one understood the mental health impact. No, we, we just shoved it under the rug and pretended we did not have 50 years of severe oppression. Nobody was at fault except for the people who actively murdered other people, like right. In the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, where they called certain people out, you know, this like cops that drove the Caspers and whatever, whatever, mm. and jailed people. Okay, so they got punished, right? But everybody else, we just we just listen, we just wipe the slate clean, we put it under the carpet. No one's a racist. Now we're gonna move forward and expect magical things to fall out of the sky. Right. There was no healing done. No like, no no nothing offered to to black people or colored people uh to sort of like in schools or anything like that to sort of like work through the trauma of the past like 50 60 years nothing for white people even to like come to grips with like that they had the privilege but also just their ancestors were the one that did these things to other people but also how to move forward from that yes how to decolonize their own minds because remember white people and i'm I'm not being sympathetic to the, the people of apartheid i'm just saying that I mean, I, I do have sympathies. White people also did not know how to navigate. Because that's the because way the society were told, was. Yes. They, were, they were literally told by the law, these people are inferior to you. And You are entitled it. to their land. Yes. You are entitled. Well, it's just human nature, isn't it? it if is. you get told that you're better. The group mentality, yeah. You, but also, isn't it nice to be told that you're better at something than somebody else? Right? And obviously, like, we know that when we work for something like a talent or a skill, yes, it's a nice feeling to be told that you're the best. Unfortunately, these people just got told that they were superior physically and genetically. And there was junk science floating around all of Europe supporting it. Right. Right? I mean, look at Sadki Bartman and those doctors and all those. Yeah, I know. Uh, Sarah Bartman for the (laughs) the people that are not from South Africa. Sadki, but okay. So there's all this junk science. These people are literally coming to Africa and really, really fully believing that they are superior. Exactly. Now you live in a country where the actual government has said these people are not as uh, valuable of human beings as you are. Mm. So we're going to take everything from them and you're going to benefit of their privilege. 50 years. How many generations is that? What, three? Three generations. Three generations of people. you telling me that post-apartheid there couldn't have been any sort of discussion how do we now decolonize our even the white people? How do we decolonize our minds? Not even the white people, especially the white people. Especially and so so like Kim and I like it's very hard for us to 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 retain or to hold ourselves back from becoming angry at. It know. is difficult, but I'm just saying that there should have been more assistance. Well, look, look for everybody. My mind was in because of colorism, because I was treated better, because society told me that at least I'm not a 
like black black dark skin presenting oh, black person right so i also didn't understand anything and at one Nobody point even it to us. listen and i'm going to um, for a full disclosure i at one point even said civil rights was in the 1960s why don't they just get over it oh no you didn't i literally <laughs> said that so if you can ande, see ande. how i've had to dis- decolonize my oh, thinking I've had to, oh, and I've it happened some, mama it happened listen quickly. let me tell you something i'm gonna say right now i am so happy that there was no tiktok no facebook no twitter honey because i would have been stoned i would have been literally dragged by the the long hair that i have and thrown in the river honestly now how, i'm doing the dragging <laughs> yeah, but I mean, listen, you can only grow and learn, right? Yes. Here's the thing. We didn't know. We are so insulated. We didn't know and no one is correcting us. There is no one telling you that that behavior is not okay yes. or or explaining really explaining to you your heritage from our uh, uh viewpoints hence Live 1652 yes. decolonization of land that book that we talk decolonization about decolonization of of history or something. Yeah, a historical decolonization of yeah, the land some, or something yeah. like that. something weird <laughs> but here's the thing we only get taught history from white people's perspectives in south africa so the self hatred that we we have within ourselves it's just it's through our families through our generation like it just flows through us mm. right no one talks to us about this right so yes i have too spent the last decade actively decolonizing my mind almost every single day every of my life every day the, the amount of work that goes into you sitting here and thinking and and reflecting on the interactions you have with people uh even the thoughts you have why would you think that why why was that the first thing that came into your head mm-hmm. why do you think that this person is more beautiful than this person why are you for some reason attracted to this type of person and not, yeah always you think those things are your choices honey? no they're, they're not. not no you got to sit with them and ask yourself why especially as colored people you know and again it's hard for us we were born in apartheid We, oh. Apartheid ended when I was five, and you were what? Also five because it was ah because of okay, Namibia nineteen ninety yeah nineteen ninety four. So I was five, yeah. Um, in South Africa. So I distinctly remember going to, like I said before, I mean prior prior to the recording, like I had was in a school that's all color people, and suddenly we were allowed to buy houses in the white neighborhoods. We went yeah. to a white school. I was the first kid yeah. there, and so like, not, yeah, probably one of the first, yeah, and so um. And then then okay then that the 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 thing that fucked with my mind the most was I grew up in a colored neighborhood mm. grew went to a colored school mm. suddenly quickly white neighborhood white friends white school mm. and then socializing with white people mm. going home to colored environments You know what's so weird is that I never had that my friends had that, that. I had I never had that I actually went to my mom put me in a white like crash like preschool kindergarten mm. and then i went to straight into a white school right so again this is what they did to us they're like shh shh we don't see color we don't see color we don't see color and then you grow up literally i was the first generation of people of this rainbow nation i'm not yeah numero how do you say numero uno ne, numero, numero uno. uno yes i'm the first generation of people in this in in this white school brown people and uh you're a little kitty i was what five I went to school early. I was five, and I don't know better. And people are just people, right? And that's what they keep pushing. People are just people. People are just people. You don't see color, which is fine. I get the intention. Again, intentions. But what was I the impact the on you? Gaslighting. Thank you. Uh, gaslighting. You know, not being able to recognize when, when you are, 
being taken advantage of, not being able to recognize when someone's crossed a boundary with regards to what you look like or how you uh, present yourself with touching regards to your hair, hair, touching you inappropriately, like touching your hair, thinking Oof. people thinking that they're entitled to do so and that your reaction is not warranted. It's not valid, it's not warranted. Um, not being able to actively call teachers out for being inappropriate and racist. Oh, and because you don't even recognize the signs. If I went back to high school now, oof. Honey. It would honey. be nuts if I was transported back in time, knowing what I know now, being I, who I am now. Listen, you talking about this, this makes me like, me like hope about the per makes me realize the person I am today and where that comes from. I remember this, um, this white principal. Um, mm. Very clearly racist, but the school by by the time that I was high school. Don't talk to me about racism. Sorry, <laughs> but the time that I was in by the time that I was in twelfth grade, like senior senior year, um, it was an extremely extremely mixed um, school. But the staff were mostly white teachers, Same. right? Yeah, and so um, it was. I was in a group of friends. Or like he was he was subbing for a class he had to take some class right and we were outside and he came to me straight walked straight to me took his little stick that he had right and he beat it on my chest and says your mom hasn't paid your school fees yet in front of everybody in front of everyone you know what I did I grabbed that I, I grabbed that little that stick that he held I said don't touch me <laughs> I'm not the one you should be talking about to, like like yeah and don't, I just walked don't away. touch oh I don't and like he that. did nothing. He was probably so scared because in that moment I was like, "Who the f who the fuck are you to do that to me?" In yeah. also in what? Yeah. And so that's partially why I don't know if you know this about me. My friends know this about me. Yeah. But I don't like being touched. Period. Yeah. Um, unless you're my friend. And yeah, unless you're you have my the friend, permission. You, my friends, know me and love me, and they have permission to touch me. All good. I have a very bad habit. Like but, when I'm joking with people, I touch their shoulder. Yeah, but you're my friend. It's fine. Yeah, but I I just touch people's shoulders. I don't know why. I just mean <laughs> people that I don't know. I don't like, it's one of the things that I have trouble with in this country, but I've been here for a long time, but like, you know, people just sort of grabbing you, pushing you, pushing mm. is fine. I get it's part of the situation mm. where a lot of people, we got to move fast. I get it. Mm. But people grabbing you, mm. I've been grabbed a few times yeah. here and I'm, I just explode like a super Saiyan in, Dragon ooh, Ball Z because I'm just like, I don't know you. Get Why are you touching your me? your hands off me. I don't think that... The, fa the, the, the whole idea that people can feel so entitled that they think it's okay to put hands on someone else's body without permission. Without their permission, honey. It's just honey. wild to me. I don't like me. I really, it upsets me to no end. Right. When I say don't touch me. I mean don't touch no, me. No, but when I, if I have to say don't touch me, you're already on, like, you're lucky. You, you, yeah. I've heard that jail is not a nice place and I don't intend to go there. But if I already have to say don't touch me. Yeah, I remember this, <laughs> this one time, you know, and this is what I find so baffling. And I know we're like um, diverging, um, a little um, bit, yeah. diverging, and that's okay because I do that a lot in the show. But like, like even me being a gay person, I don't go to clubs or any situation and just go touch women and say, okay, that's okay, I'm gay. <laughs> Like, you know how often that happens? Yes, I trust me, I know. <laughs> oh, yes, you know, of course. Of course like I know. Like you said, 99% are on queer people. You know what I that's know like. I know what that's like. And so when I was in a club once um, with some friends, like literally before the Rona blew up, right? And um, this this girl just comes up and she's touching me and she's like... Oh, yeah. Da, 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 on the hill? Not on the hill. Oh. In Hongdae. Ah. Okay. And very, she's very touchy, touchy. flirting and touching. Like to touch. And, and I and I say, please don't touch me. I said it twice until I yelled at her and said, I said, and then she starts crying and everyone goes 
running towards her. My friend's like, why do you shout at her? Because I said, I don't like to be touched without my consent. Just, they literally need to respect other people's boundaries. You know what? I think most of the problems in the world are from the fact that stem from the fact that people just don't respect. Well, we don't respect each other. We have zero tolerance for things that are different, and we also we don't listen to people's boundaries. We don't listen. Yeah. Right. Like. I don't like that. If I say something, don't make me repeat myself. I'm like a, I'm like, I'm like the aunties. I speak three times, and that's times. out of the graciousness of my heart. Yeah, you know that makes me think of like <gasps> I feel so 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 conflicted because, like I've said before, I mm. work in an environment with just mm. mostly white men, and um, mm. uh, straight white men, and uh, their actions and their microaggressions happen constantly. Mm they themselves don't see it mm. and so when i react actually you said something four or five times mm. it's anger by that point of course and then it's why you're angry then why oh for me i'm always the angry brown lady yes then, always then... always the aggressive yeah always angry okay well also because i'm not shy i don't i don't as you know i don't hold my tongue and the reason often. they don't know these things is because the media because the general world doesn't educate them on what it's like to be a brown person, and, but also to be a black person, That's stereotypes. That's when you get these harmful stereotypes, the representation. What kind of representation? Angry black woman. What kind of representation? Uh, aggressive, aggressive men. Aggressive, uh, dangerous men of color. And ooh, don't even get me started on that. Well, that's the topic, right? That's it's the topic. Representation, yes, representation. like negative. Uh, in in history, has shown us that when it comes to people of color, Asian people brown people black people the depictions that we do see the the constant depictions are always mostly not positive mostly not positive what is it asian men are effeminate what was that whole thing oh yeah yeah asian oh, men are effeminate, not real men right. um black men are um dangerous and and wild and uh you know black and brown men and uh, what is it over sexualized women because of their big hips uh, and their like lips all and their, of these oh. Things, these ways that people get portrayed in the in the in the media that are so harmful to make white people so feel that, better about themselves. Yeah, so that goes on. That that we see all the time. Don't get me wrong. No, yeah, we yeah. see that. That's constantly. the representation. Yeah, we get. That, that is always <laughs> out there until until we have today where it's just a given, where cops feel comfortable enough to pull a black man over and arrest them violently and physically with actual harmful force, like deadly force. Because of the most random description they've ever heard. So now all of a sudden that applies to every every every, every single bat. Yeah. Oh, dark skinned assailant wearing a hat and a hoodie. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to pull over everybody and now I have the right to use deadly force on them. No, no. Uh, and see this <laughs> and segue, not segue, but building on that injustice. Like okay. you shouldn't. Who, who was that white celebrity who has a black child? Maybe it was Ellen, P- Ellen Pompeo. Was it um, her? The one who said to the daughter, uh, no, maybe it was Sandra Bullock. She has, who yeah. Who said, don't wear a hoodie. You you shouldn't wear hoodies. The fact that she had to tell her skin. But that. also, no, he can wear hoodies if he wants to. <laughs> um, the fact that she's like, don't wear a hoodie because it makes you look suspicious. Think about that sentence. How messed up is that? It's fucked up. But that's why I said the fact that she Sorry, had to say that. Yeah, we're getting hype again. Yeah, we're getting hype so, again. Yeah, it's such a, um, it's, this topic is But building on that, like, like, when we talk about representation, building on that, right? I remember this interview on the news, like, you know how critical race theory is all the rage now, how there are um, a, a, a certain demographic of white parents who believe that Did you hear that critical... Burning, they're burning w- Harry Potter and Twilight. Uh, yes. <laughs> Here we go. And To Kill um, a Mockingbird. That and... critical race theory 
is as is being taught in schools and it's not it's in university but anyway um <laughs> no. so it's apparently being taught in schools and how um white kids are too young to learn about that and to feel ashamed about it whatever the but listen the feeling ashamed part like that's on y'all like that's, you can teach it so that we're just giving you the facts honey we're not yeah, saying anything yeah and also no one is asking anyone to feel ashamed that's the problem that's where the problem comes in no one is asking you to be like look what you've done no, do you, are no one you, says that anyway we're just saying that this happened bad about this you should yeah. no it's like in order for people to really change and grow and and really start looking at how to be better you got to you got to assess and analyze the past man. and but that's the point i'm getting we're at it's because we're not blaming anyone we no. just want you to realize I'm that not, i'm not asking you to give me anything no and also maybe maybe if you know and you you look at it critically and you understand you'll realize that when we say certain things why people apartheid this this and this it's not coming from a you you your first instinct wouldn't be to be like they're racist or you can't say that because that's not fair no your instinct would be like well no that's actually true like that's, this your feelings are valid because you know which is this why happened. the two white women who are some of my best friends winsome and jessica exactly that what you're saying they go yeah that's right and then they yeah mallory too yeah she's so, always like and that's accurate <laughs> you know that, and that's true and and, and or they add are, on to it and yeah. they're like yeah so um, but my point about that supporting their friends of color like your feelings are 100% absolutely valid yes and you, you know? have the right to talk about it whenever you want Aiden is ready <laughs> I love when you said valid and ding <laughs> but um oh yeah my point about the critical race theory thing is that um so so there's a lot of discussion about it right and then this 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 white anchor interviews a black scholar or a professor or something mm. and he goes okay so parents feel that that their kids are too young to learn about race and um colored parents feel or uh, parents of color sorry I didn't say colored parents he said parents of color um feel like uh, you don't have that choice and the and before she even she 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 started her argument or her sentence with like see we have to look at the language that you're using you are already separating parents from parents of color aren't they all just parents right and <laughs> then um she said like well um parents of color don't have the option because they it's thrown in their face all the time and they have if to teach you have their to tell kids how to navigate the world as a person of color if you have to teach it's always at the front your first grader that when the police says stop you put your hands up if you have to if if they have to okay. to teach that to their kids then parents the white parents have nothing but to complain about but it's not even just about. that pa- aren't they just all parents okay fine uh black people driving a car white people driving a car aren't mm-hmm. they all just drivers you think, yeah, think except i don't see white people getting pulled over and shot for no reason no or we're not saying or we're not saying it doesn't happen it disproportionately happens to yeah. black people yeah and like people digging up the one non person of color who got pulled over <sighs> is so aggressive <laughs> and it's also oh that yeah. just shows that you don't care and this brings me back again to this white man at work mm-hmm. whenever there's a discussion about politics whatever he finds the one black person that agrees with the racist that doesn't side. make that doesn't make it better like you're always going to get people who agree you it doesn't make it doesn't justify that to, that broke... actually happened to me someone asked me for my opinion about something in the arts community mm. and then was like well actually my black friends already seen this and they don't think that there's a problem with it and i was like first of all then why did you ask me for my opinion and second of all That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean it's not problematic. 
They could be agreeing with you for thousands of reasons. They could just be saying that because they don't want to have to this art this this discussion they, or again. They don't even want to have this discussion again. Yes. Or maybe they don't feel that it's upsetting. But what's upsetting to one person of color and another person of color, despite the fact that you might be upset about it and I might not yeah. be, or I might be upset about I, it and you might not be, it doesn't make it any less valid. Yeah. To why you're upset about it. Yeah. It doesn't right? mean that you. I'm that, not going to discredit the way you feel about it. You can't use another person's opinion to no, gaslight me. No, into you this. can't do that. And no. Also, like, again, we all come from different walks of life. We all have different experiences. Maybe your colorism enabled you to not have be affected so badly, you know, despite yeah. the fact that we're from the same race. Yeah, but exactly. But that doesn't mean that it didn't happen to me. You know what I mean? And you don't see me going, um, is that, did that really happen to you? It happened to you because it didn't happen to me. So, like, I don't... And I'm, I'm also <laughs> colored. Yeah. Again, like, we have different experiences. And, like, if that were me and I were in the place of, well, I don't really care, but you care, I'm not going to be like... Uh, Ivor, I don't think you should care so much. It's not a big deal. It's a big deal to you, and that makes it valid. Yeah, and it's a big deal, and I always talk about this stuff. I don't talk about mostly. I don't talk about fluff stuff like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and which is why Just I give think me my feelings in these I podcasts. I know <laughs> people. People tend to. Like, I either joke very much Mm-mm. or I speak very seriously. This one is so serious, this podcast, eh? <laughs> if we do another one, it's got to be more jokey-jokey it's, things. Well, we started off with joke, but anger. Now we're, <laughs> we're we segued into... controlled anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and also, not no lies. Like, these are our experiences and it's, it's, it's still difficult. You know, apartheid was so long ago, then why am I still feeling the effects of it 33 years down the line? Almost 33 years now. Yeah. Why am I still feeling this way? Why Why have I still got so much to unpack? Mm. Why can I not find my actual, actual heritage anywhere? Anywhere. Nobody knows. Yeah, and that's... And 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 what people... Yeah, oh. When, also, again, this thing that this white man said. And um, it, it, it goes <laughs> again. The reason that he said these things is because that's how it's been represented. Mm. When he said that... African people, I think I told you, African people drink the blood of cows for protein. And I was like, huh? Okay, I am very much African. But... But Color people don't do that. That's such a stupid thing to say. And also, which African people... How many cultures and countries... How many countries are in this continent? How many cultures are within one country alone? Not to mention languages existing within one tiny little space. Then you add like 54, 53, 54 more spaces. You (laughs) add like thousands more cultures and languages and you're going to have the audacity to say African people. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me as if I would have the answer because here's an African person in the room, right? (laughs) And I was like, I, uh, you should have so been like, for so me, first we ride the zebra, right? <laughs> and then once the zebra's tired. Oh, they're playing. Are they? It sounds like Mortal Kombat. No. Oh, the cats. Um, <laughs> once the zebra's tired, then we drink its blood for sustenance. For sustenance. And then we, and then we ride the meat. Because, <laughs> you know, we're African. And then after that, we go find a camel and whatever. The, or you a know, lion. Honestly. If it's a good day. Maybe it's a, it's a Tuesday. We'll take the lion to school. <laughs> yeah. Get Get Honestly, get out of get here. Out of here. Yeah. So, and and in situations like that, like yeah, people can say you can make light of that and make fun of it. Like it's funny for you because like you're the white person saying that. Yeah. But do you know how offensive it is yeah. for you to say your bandaid looks like flesh color when it's hey. not? Or the yeah, and uh, it just it's, it's taken way too long to get band aids of all skin colors. I mean, come on, it's taken way too long to get ballet shoes and ballet wear for brown dark and medium skin tones oh it's also taken way too long 
for us to ha- for women to have an extreme range of foundation shades. Hence why Rihanna is a billionaire today. Honey. How how is it that Rihanna in the last 5 to 10 years has become a billionaire because she represented, represented people accurately. So exactly. You're telling me it took all this time Rihanna is my age. You're telling me it took all this time for someone for to do someone something from my about generation it. to do something well or and, and and you know what? I have to be honest, it doesn't work for me personally. I love Fenty Beauty. Their actual foundation just the texture just doesn't work on my the skin. The formula's not for your skin. Not for my skin. Yeah. But I know it works on thousands of other skins and I think that's great. Yeah. I use I use all their lip stuff, all mm. their cheek stuff, whatever. Here's the thing though. Like Rihanna did the thing. I'm not going to say she did it extremely well because I, I don't personally use it. But for a first but, time? Yeah, she did it. The right? excellence is and there. And look how much money she made. Yes. Now, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Then all these other brands. Yeah, they tried it, but it's still not working. And you know what? People like me who, even though the, 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 the solution doesn't necessarily sit nicely on my face, I support I support Fenty to no end. Yes. I buy... I'd, like I said, all their lip stuff, cheek stuff, brushes, uh, everything. I love Fenty. Fenty's great, right? Because also I just love what she did. She just said, hey, why is this not a thing? Fine. Gap in the market. This is how we're going to fix it. But a gap in the market in this day and age? Really? Honestly. Really? Because people of color don't wear uh, makeup? Because why? We don't need to wear makeup. We're not represented enough, mm-hmm. are we? Nope. That Exactly. Makeup's so that's my first you. thing. My second thing with representation, lighting. Ooh. Lighting. What was the first Ooh. show to properly, properly, properly light its cast uh, of color is, I think it was Insecure. Mm. They had a whole thing yeah. about it, right? Yeah. I've known one person, one person who lit me well on stage. They left Korea, unfortunately. But right. I know that they used to spend a lot of time on Alamine and a lot of time on me. Yeah. Not like almost triple the amount of time that they would spend on everybody else because a lot of the time we were the only two brown people in a show. But um, they always said, like, I will not have you looking some kind of way. Yeah. Like, we will fix these lights for you. Yeah. And and uh, uh, you talking about stage and how, like, um, you guys or Alamine asked me, why didn't you represent, why didn't you audition for the, what is this, the, the show that he's directing, the black... Uh, uh, booty candy. Booty candy. Uh, sorry. Sh- uh, Ray's directing. Booty Ray candy. Ray's directing. Booty, booty, booty candy. candy. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and why don't you audition? I'm like, that. I'm a very light skinned mixed man. But also, you're South African. It's I'm a, South African, yeah, and that does not. But, same but for me. I said. If you're going to be acting, I'm sh- not going to. That is a that's a conversation okay. for a different day. Okay. Um, I'm not going to do this. This is not. This is. I'm not going to audition for this either. Yeah, I, I don't... I, that's, feel comfortable. That yeah. casting call is no, not for not me. No, it's not for me. Me neither. It, it doesn't... Me I can't represent someone like that. Uh, no, I, not that I can't. I won't. Yes, I won't. Because exactly. By, by can't, I mean I, yeah, I don't I, feel comfortable. First, personally, yeah, <laughs> yeah, same, same. There's, this is... They're not looking for me. Mm. Like, not, not... This is not a place of I could be this, I could be that. No. When it comes to... When it, see if it was reversed, there wouldn't be a problem. There but wouldn't be the a thing. problem. There's already a lack of. But we already. But the thing is, we know we can't. <laughs> of course we do. We, of course, we're not the one. We're not the problem. We're, yeah, uh, exactly. Look, so, I may be prob. I may be a problem for a lot of white people, <laughs> but. I, <laughs> well, that's. Yeah, I'm not the problem. That's just the thing, and there is this thing within the uh, artistic community of like, 
it shouldn't be about race. It shouldn't be about this. It shouldn't right. be about shouldn't the artistry. Be. Like we always have these debates when you know straight people are playing gay people or uh, uh, non queer people are playing uh, trans people. <coughs> Sean Penn, who just also said the most problematic uh. thing in the world, I can't even deal with him. Anyway, um, you know, like you felt nothing when you won an Oscar for playing a gay man during Martin Luther King times. You said you you. And now you, you want to say Oscar, now you now no. So not only did your career and your life and your wallet benefit from playing a minority, and you the have generations the coming after you of your children to turn around and say the shit that you just said. Are you high? How? And this is this all comes down to what we always talk about is this is just the entitlement and the, the caucasity that the, we, we of which we speak of which we speak and and like and I guess listeners can under can 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 hear <laughs> both the anger and also like it's just trying exasperation to get the exhaustion that we have uh, so then tired. we're angry or we're either angry mm. or we're either tired or now both. imagine like the mental health implications of all the tangry we're tired we're tangry tangry no that doesn't work um tangry we're exhausted, exacerbated. Your heart breaks every single time. Every time my side gets big and they're like, <gasps> yes. And so, you know, so what is it? Ha- is heartbreaking. And so, no wonder, like, like in terms of like speaking um, with the phrase with the with the the sphere of mental health, mm. how do we navigate mm. seeing that and not getting angry? Do you know how many times people have recommended a show to me and I watch it hey. and I literally go, "This is white people problems." I don't the, understand. I don't like white people problems. Either. It's like only the, on HBO because they do that. Really well. They, no, 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 no. They do it. Have well. you ever seen the White Lotus? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they I really love well. the White Lotus. Um, it's so good. But uh, this it reminds me of like when I, when I, when I first, and this is my first thought. Okay, mm. uh, when I listen to, do you ever feel like a plastic bag? <laughs> and the first thing I thought, no, I don't. That's a white people emotion, Mary. <laughs> okay, I'm but s- <laughs> I think she was just trying to rhyme. Yeah, you shame. I'm but then, to- but when colored people. We speak from the experiences of of having privilege and none at the same time. Yes, we do. So, so, do. so because of the messed up laws of apartheid. Yes. So, so yes, I can speak on that. <laughs> do you feel like a plastic bag? I've never felt. Like Have a you ever bag, felt Mama. like a plastic bag? The only thing I've ever felt. Sometimes is, I felt like a plastic bag. Look, to the be only honest. thing I've ever felt. Fabulous. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note. Um, what have you been, I ask this for everyone that I interview mm. and I will ask it even if we have another show. Is there, I mean, another episode. Is there anything specific you're doing lately for your mental health? I am breathing. Breathing. Yeah. Hey. I'm breathing. Because sometimes you just got to take a moment, mm-hmm. you know. There's a lot of things out there that can make you angry. There's a lot of things that we encounter every day. And sometimes people say, like, you just let it go or look past it. And sometimes it's not that easy. So what we do is we think we're letting it go, but it builds up within us, Mm. right? Mm. Um, Breath is something that really does heal a lot. Literally. Uh, And sometimes all you need to do is take a moment to just breathe it out. Breathe Mm. it in, breathe it out. Mm. Breathe it in, breathe it out. And it only takes a couple of minutes. I think, um, like... You saying that reminds me of something I learned about, like, you know, we, we sigh at least four or five times a day. But I don't sigh at least lot. 56 times a day. But you know when you're a kid, right, and mm. you cry so much, mm. and you know how your body calms you down? Is a... <sighs> yeah. That thing. If, you, if, you're, if you're feeling anxious or nervous or anything, and you physically do the quick double intake and a deep, 
I mean, uh, a that's large the, expiration. So that's actually we that. Uh, never mind. I'll tell you later. <laughs> oh yeah, that that calms you. So that's mm. a breath tip that I can give for mental health if you're mm. feeling or just too much. deeply, or just, just deeply, deeply. Yeah, just don't even and and focusing on it too. Just focusing on the the because like they say with mental health is we we get over they say it's how we feel we get yes. overwhelmed by things uh, and we can't concentrate because we're thinking about like five things at once and mm. it's it's putting all that pressure on us to just focus everything entirely on the simple action of breathing, feeling it, feeling the breath in your mouth. Where's your tongue placement? Uh, Ooh, is yeah, your that's a, that's a throat good one. open? Are you clenching um, are your you jaw? Clenching, are you grinding your teeth? And then actively like focusing all your energy on releasing the tension in your jaw by not grinding your teeth, being conscious of your tongue placement, of how the breath is coming into your body, which orifice is it moving through is it moving through your nose is it moving through your mm. mouth um and then making these small decisions about i'm going to breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth or i'm going to breathe in through my mouth and out through my mouth when, or yeah. in through my nose and out through my nose and so it's just like when you take a few moments you you've it's easy to like not forget about what was upsetting you but to let it go for like um, a couple of seconds no, kim what you said is extremely accurate because you know that for it is impossible to think about the the past and that is characterized by where depression starts mm-hmm. and or to think about the future mm-hmm. which is characterized the anxiety anxiety mm-hmm. it is impossible to think about the past or future and focus on your breath at the same time it's it's really very hard it's, it's anyone can try it even and... someone who likes to multitask a lot like me like <laughs> when you like thinking about the, your actual face and all the parts of your face and and trying to do certain things it is rough. <laughs> yeah, so that's why that is why meditation it is helps. actually such a calming thing, and it's an yeah. excellent um, brain yeah. exercise as much as yeah. as it is a breath exercise. So yeah, what you said is completely valid, completely accurate. You you hit the nail on the I'm head. I'm actually not that smart. This is my coach. <laughs> I do I do an um, it's for actors, but it's also for a lot of people. Yeah, it's called Alba Emoting. It's oh my, yeah, 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 yeah. It's this course that I do. I go to Ireland like every couple of years, and I do an intensive with my coach, and it's basically uh, about breathing. Uh, breathing to get into like effect your patterns like I'll talk to you about that later but mm. uh, it's um it teaches you a lot about breathing and about it, it teaches you focus through breathing and yeah. things like that and it's really helped and again it's where like most meditation practices come from in all yoga, different books yoga practices, you know yeah. qigong all the, all mm. these things all these breathing practices like the the similarities between all of them are I mean they're the same basically. they're the same they're just adapted the for different day, cultures yeah the advice is focus on your breath just even for a second and you'll find that things Feel don't better. seem so... Yeah. A lot. <laughs> a lot, yeah. That was even, a lot, Robin. And you only need a, yeah, you only need a minute. You only, you need, only a minute. need a minute. And that's you'll what, feel a lot better. And that's when, like, whenever I talk about meditation, people go, oh, I'm not the type of person to sit there and hold. I mean, look, I'm me, like, me neither. But meditation comes in lots of different... Shapes, forms, That sizes. sitting there and humming is a specific type mm. of meditation that has been whitewashed for, re- misrepresented <laughs> to where people hey. think that is what meditation is. You can literally be in your, you can, we can sit like this mm. and us just breathing, that's mm. meditation. Also, cry. Don't, Ooh, don't yes. not cry. Cry. You feel so much better after you cry. Yeah. I mean, not that you don't want to cry more often, but like I'm just saying, <laughs> sometimes you just need one good cry. Yes, your body. And, just and, one. And you're releasing things that yeah, you... And just also, one. it's a physical re- release of ang- anxiety or depression that is necessary but, for And also you. sometimes, you know, there's so many things holding us back from that one good cry, like feeling like our problems aren't valid because other people have worse problems. 
that is such i feel like that's something that that's people toxic positivity i'm very um guilty of that yeah i and i i feel like i feel like that's something that a lot of people won't talk about but that they feel inside mm. it's like i do too like sometimes i'm like stop crying you have a roof over your head and food in your mouth and so just and two beautiful cats and you have all these things and you have nothing to be sad about that doesn't mean I'm not sad. That doesn't mean And I that doesn't take the sadness away. Yes. You know, or it doesn't take the anxiety away. Mm. That's not how this works. Mm. So I think it's just, it, for me, it's just a mechanism to stop me from self-pity. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But you just, sometimes, sometimes we can have, we can have moments. We, yes. There, we, everyone moment. is allowed to have a, a moment. Yes. When things feel overwhelming and to just let it out. You cry. know what I love about that word, the moment? I mean, a moment. Because you uh. can say... Oh, he's just having a moment when it's like a, like a sad thing, yeah. or when when you're doing good. Yeah, oh, he's having a moment. I'm honey. having a moment. Yeah, we have a lot of moments, and they're or all different things. Salon, she's the moment. In you know the what I moment. mean. <laughs> but here's what I will say, and this is what I said in the last podcast: mm-hmm. have your moment. But if it's not a good moment, don't you dare be messing up anybody else's moment. Oh, there we go. As Tabitha Brown has said, <laughs> love that lady to death. She said. We are all entitled to our moments, but that doesn't give you the... You're not entitled to take that moment and take it out on other people. On other people, yeah. You just are not. Meaning, yeah, You exactly. can't do that. Yeah. No. That's, Stop. It's okay to right be in there. your feelings. You are... It's okay to be... It's okay to not be okay. But that doesn't give you the right yeah. to affect someone else mm. negatively. Ever. Ever. There's no amount of mental health or trauma in your past that gives you the right to be horrible to somebody else something else you got to we have to learn through life um specifically me because not I... just you me too oh <laughs> i'm not i'm not like i'm not preaching here like I'm, <laughs> we are all guilty of this myself we, included i think it's part of being human really no it, it absolutely is and yeah. here's the thing we are all guilty of all the things this is gonna sound so cliche but it's true it all boils down to the choices that we that we make and i'm not even gonna I'm not even going to, young people or people who don't actively decolonize every day, I'm not even going to fault them, right? But if I'm looking at a 30, a 20, say, let's say, let's say 27 to like 27 and up. If I'm looking at a human being 27 and up who's still behaving in those ways. Honey. I have, I, I'm going to have some feelings. And they're going to be strong and you're going to want to hold on to something. <laughs> because. <laughs> because we're going on a ride. <laughs> that like, at this point in life, I feel you should know better, Right. I'm not opposed to people being young and making mistakes. That is part of being human. That's literally but part of your brain. we grow and we learn. We grow and we learn, mm. right? And we we have to... So I'm not like... I'm never going to sit on a pedestal and preach stuff that I know I was guilty of when I was younger. I... Actually, I will if I've changed. Well, th- no, that's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, I can yeah, yeah, say yeah. it because, you know, like it's a choice thing. It's a choices thing. Mm. Like a... You can choose to go out there and be an asshole to someone. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a choice thing. And we can go into the discussion about like, yeah, some people, they're, you know, you don't know what they're going through in their lives. And they're, da, 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 da. I'm like, uh, that this still point, doesn't give them life, a reason to be mean to someone. That's true. But at this point in life, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go out on a limb here and say that we are all going through something right now. Um, we are in here three of a panini. Like honestly, the fact that we're even here doing this and having this lovely Sunday. We're in season three, Mary. Season three. <laughs> we're in season three of episode five of no? the panini. Episode yeah, about episode hey. five ish. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. The fact that we we can we are so privileged to be able to sit in my little house and have our you know podcast and chill with my cats and and, and a delicious meal. Hey hey um, hey! Warm, like, like, oh. That is like beyond. 
lucky mm. because we are in trying times right now. <laughs> it is trying. Anyone who says that they are all right, good for you. In but these also, trying times, we have to keep trying. We must keep trying because it's exhausting. <laughs> oh, I'm tired of this. Right, right. So everyone, that's great advice to stop. In these trying times, keep trying. Keep trying, but also yeah. breathe. But also breathe. And also cry breathe, if you need to. Try to breathe. Try, try to cry if you need, if you need to. to. Mm, try, mm. try, try. We know. We understand, Mary. We understand, Mary. <laughs> we yes. understand. So uh, it's rough out there. <laughs> it's rough out there. Thank you, everyone, um, for listening to Kim and I in our various different states of emotion. Going. Oh my through gosh, this, we're uh, so topic. angry and we're so sad. But this time, less so angry serious. and just real and angry, sad mm. and real. Mm. And so, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I do appreciate your oh, your your voice. I always love these sessions yes (laughs) okay so uh thank you everyone for listening if you liked the episode please 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 share it with someone you know someone you think needs to hear this or um share it with your friends your family and also a big thank you to my brother because he has been an extremely loyal listener he sends me lots of fan mail and then also uh thanks to your mom for listening so thank (laughs) you so much what is your mom's name uh, Mandy. Mandy, Mandy. Um, I Forgive me for calling you by your first name. But oh, no, she prefers it. If oh, you call okay. her Auntie Mandy, she might beat you. I shall not call you Auntie. I know Kim doesn't like it if I say <laughs> I am not like an that. Auntie. How dare you? <laughs> um, so thank you, Mandy, for um, listening. Uh, thank you to my sister. And congratulations again for your promotion. And to Yeah, everyone congratulations. Who, everyone who's doing great out there, um, take those small wins. Celebrate them. For you, it might be big. For someone else, it might be small. Um, just celebrate whatever you can. It's very important we for must. your mental health. We must do it. Yes. We just must. You know what I celebrate every morning? For being me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>